Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Your health, your wealth. Understanding your integrated shield plan options. Brought to you by Raffles Health Insurance. Speak to our Raffles Health Advisor to learn more about our Raffles Shield A plus Raffles Hospital option. For more information, visit www.raffleshealthinsurance.com. Good morning and welcome to your Health, Your Wealth, Understanding Your Integrated Shield Plan Options. This is the first of our seven-part series brought to you by Raffles Health Insurance. I'm Michelle Martin. Now, you've heard of an integrated shield plan, but you may have been wondering what is the difference between MediShield Life and an integrated shield plan or an IP? And how does an IP really boost my healthcare coverage? Is an IP really necessary? Well, to help us with all those questions, we welcome Juliet Q. Deputy Managing Director for Raffles Health Insurance. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's start with the basics, perhaps, and help our listeners understand what exactly an integrated shield plan is. Right. So, first of all, thanks for having me in this program, and um, we're glad to be able to share our experiences and some of our learnings as well. So, what exactly is ISP, or perhaps I can just give you a background of a medical life because it is really a build on the foundation of a medical life plan, right? Mm-hmm. For all Singaporeans and PRs, regardless of age or uh, whether they have any pre-existing condition, they are automatically covered under the medical life. So medical life is a rather basic, low-cost health insurance scheme that gives us a very lifelong protection against large hospital bills so, and also for selected costly outpatient treatments such as renal dialysis, uh, chemotherapy for cancer. And this is highly subsidized treatment in public hospitals. So this, this is basically how the government is able to keep the premium affordable and low in that sense and accessible for everyone. Did you want to build so, on that in terms of why sure. someone with MediShield Life might then need a supplement like an integrated shield plan? Sure, sure. So the thing is that because MediShield Life is rather basic, mm-hmm. okay, and those who, I mean, some of the reasons that people choose an integrated shield plan is probably because they want to stay in a higher class kind of ward mm-hmm. or in private hospital. They may fancy a better comfort, a shorter wait time, or even the sure option to choose the doctor that they want. Right. right. So, all right, let's go through different groups of people who might be thinking, I'm already covered. Do I really need an IP? So someone might think, I have sufficient medical insurance given my company's coverage. Why would I need an IP? What would you say to them? Right. In RHI, we do cover employee benefits. That's the plan that the employer cover their employees. But most are also rather basic. So it depends on um, the budget of the company, right? What they want to cover for the employees. So the integrated shield plan mm-hmm. can be a good supplement to the company plans that they have. And also not forgetting that, you know, when they are working for a company, let's say, for example, you know, me working for Russell Health Insurance, I have my plan. But what if one day I stop working for RHI mm. and what then am I left with? Then I have to fall back on my own personal health insurance plan, which is essentially either the medical life or the ISP. So with that, even when a person jumps from a job to another job and there are gaps, 
right? And then you and I know that there are many people now who are taking some time off away from work. Yep. So like two, three months, five, six, or even more than that because <laughs> of the COVID situation. Then this allows the ISP plan to step in to cover this gap. So it is important. It is important to actually have an ISP plan. Right. You might be going on a sabbatical. You might be part of the great resignation. And then that's when your ISP plan will come into good use. Now, what do you think that parents need to understand about buying an IP for their children? Can they do so? They can. They can. So very, very good question because... You know, usually what we see nowadays is that as long as the child is, or even rather the infant is eligible, the parent would quickly get the medical plan to cover their needs. Because, you see, for newborns, they are vulnerable to the environment, fairly susceptible to infection. So there are likelihood for kids to be hospitalized as well. So having an ISP helps the parents to, to buffer some of these sudden costs incurred by the children, right? So uh, with this, um, had said in the beginning, the first part of the seven parts that we have, um, I think the later episode, Dr. Isaac Liu, mm-hmm. our pediatrician, mm-hmm. will be sharing more on what exactly is needed for the child and then what plan would be suitable for the children. Wonderful. So um, I will not steal his thunder for <laughs> the first part of the fee. <laughs> but like, I must say that um, it is important, but just to add on to this as well, mm-hmm. um, that issue live already kick-start covered the child when, if the child is a Singapore citizen. Right. Mm-hmm. So as long as they register their birth, they are covered under medical life already. And then for PRs, one of course they get their PR, they will be covered from that day onwards. And generally for the integrated child plan, if you want to add in a child, you can add in from day 15 or after the child is discharged from the hospital. I'm talking about newborns. Mm-hmm. So these are just some of the timeline that parents might want to take note of mm-hmm. um, if they want to add their child into the policy. Absolutely fantastic that to hear that coverage can kick in from day 15 for a newborn. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into more of that in a while. But first up, you're listening to us here on Money and Me. It's a very special series that we're bringing to you. Your health, your wealth. Speak to our Raffles Health Advisor to learn more about our Raffles Shield A plus Raffles Hospital option. For more information, visit www.raffleshealthinsurance.com. Back with Juliet Q, Deputy Managing Director of Raffles Health Insurance. I'm Michelle Martin. We're finding out all about insurance coverage and IPs. You've heard the acronym and you're wondering, is an integrated shield plan really for me? Do I need it? All right, Juliet, let's tackle some difficult questions. There's a whole slew of IP plans out there on the market. What are some different types of plans that are available? Right. So essentially, I think most of us know that there are seven insurance providers providing this IP plan. Yep. Right. So basically, there are three different types. Okay. They have Plans that covers a private hospital stays to provide coverage for policyholders who choose to go to private hospitals for treatment. Then there is also a Class A plan that covers the policyholder for up to a Class A ward at a public hospital. So, so you can imagine the one data in the public hospital or what we call the government restructured hospital. And then there is another plan, Class B one, and this covers up to four data a B1 ward in a public hospital as well. 
So basically, most of the insurers will have this free plan. But in addition, Raffles Health Insurance, we have our own unique plan Mm -hmm. in which we allow our customers to be able to select treatment, to do treatment in Raffles Hospital. So we call it the A plus RH option. So they can choose to go to a government restructured hospital up to plan A type. And then if they want to, if they feel that they need a particular doctor from Raffles to treat them, they can go to Raffles Hospital. So we are unique in a sense that we have this hybrid plan that or other insurers they don't have. <laughs> okay, we're going to find out more about that hybrid plan in a later episode as well. But for this one, I want to focus on the money question. So if I wanted to buy an integrated shield plan, what are the, some of the different components of costs that I should factor into my considerations? Right. So what we do here is we advocate sustainability and affordability. I think even before we ask an insurer the kind of questions about the premium, the kind of benefits, mm-hmm. you know, the coverages, and even, you know, very personally, whether some of their conditions are even covered because uh, not, not all have pre-existing, but we do know that there are some customers already have some pre-existing conditions. So, I think in addition of this question, I think we need to ask ourselves, what exactly do we want? So, mm. so for example, right, if I can take a little bit of time to share a snippet of how I selected my own plan. Oh, yes, right? please. Yeah, so, so many years back, and I've chosen a private plan, right, to begin with. And why I came to that decision was, it was very funny because, the week before, I was visiting a friend in a hospital and it was in a government restructured hospital, so no offence, right? But because it was a shared room basis, mm-hmm. so when I visited a friend, it was kind of noisy within that room because there are other patients as well. Sure. And so coincidentally, I think the next bed patients... Everybody was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of noisy. So I think the question we should ask ourselves is, hey, you know, if I imagine I'm ill and I need to recover from a condition, what kind of environment would I want myself to be in? Mm. So when I reflect on my own needs, I said, okay, perhaps it'd be easier if I can recover in a more private setting, a quarter environment to help in my recovery. So I think there are some options people can choose is, is to really look at what they want before they ask the questions to the insurers, right? Because I do know friends who are really afraid to sleep alone. So oh. they, can't, they can't be alone in the room. So if, if that's the case, then this would be, you know, some of the questions and they reflect that to choose the plan they have and then ask the insurer, so what is the premium for a four-bader? What kind of options do I have? And so on and so forth. So I think basically this will be the questions I ask myself. And that is insurance. so great. Thank you for sharing a very personal reflection and reminding us that it really does start with us getting honest with ourselves in terms of what we are most comfortable with and what we need to heal. So of course you look at the rider, the base plan, your financial consideration, Considerations, um, but also ask yourself the very important question of, you know, do I really need all this to heal? Some people may not need that privacy. Uh, as you say, some people may like company in the room and um, find they're more cheered by the ability to chat with people next to them. So it all boils down to what you think you really need for yourself. I like that. Um, in terms of the cost, though, are there different payment options available to consumers? What are the different ways that people can service their premiums? Right. So basically, medical life can be covered by um, the medical funds. 
So, you know, when we contribute CPF on a monthly basis, you have your ordinary account, special account in MediSafe, right? So essentially, MediSafe can be used to fund MediShield Life and also the ISP plan. But then, of course, if a person chooses to upgrade their plans to a private coverage, for example, then they might need to fork out additional cash out of pocket, but they can still essentially use a part of their MediSafe funds to fund for the additional supplementary coverage. Okay, and how much of my MediSafe can I use to service my premiums? Usually less than, I think, 40 years old, you can use up to $300, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if listeners want to check more detail, they can check with our Raffles Health Advisor to be able to give the tiering, of course. So with that advice, sometimes it's better because then we want to tie it back with affordability and sustainability as well. Because not forgetting, it's not just about at the juncture that you incept a policy, but what about in the future? Because we are talking about medical inflation, rising medical costs, Mm. and uh, people getting older because the the ISP plans are age-bended. So essentially, even if an insurer does not increase premium, the premium will also increase as the person aged. So that's age-bended, right? But if you look at, I mean, historically, if I look at all insurers, mostly will increase their premium in an average of uh, three, four years in, in that sense. Expect your premium prices to change with age. That comes without question. Um, are there yes. any other reasons why the premiums would fluctuate? It doesn't exactly fluctuate, but I think it's just more like upwards <laughs> at, this point, at this point in time. I mean, there, there are many, uh, that means some of the uh, components that goes into why it goes up, like I said, you know, medical inflation, rising medical costs, and, and maybe mm. even to a certain extent, overutilization. Right, so mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm very careful, you know, sometimes, I, oh, if you say, okay, maybe you you can go for the surgery, maybe you don't have to, but you know, sometimes people might say, okay, just to play it, I better do that. So I mean, with the different decisions that different people make, is essentially the insurer receives maybe more claims, and then to counter this, of course, uh, most insurers they increase their premium to make the portfolio more sustainable in that sense. So these are just some of the components that go. To the cost, of course. And mm. the other components which we have seen in the past many years are the increase of coverage because people are asking more and more coverage. So just now we talk about medical life being uh, very basic, right? Mm-hmm. So very basic meaning it has, let's say, uh, 150,000 per year limit, okay. 150,000 mm-hmm. for medical life. And it also has sub limits. So sub limits like um, it, it's capped at $800. Per day for what charges up to 2,600 for some uh, surgical fees and, and limits and other itemized benefits and coverage that goes into this 150,000 limit per year. But on the other hand, why some people have also chosen ISP is because for the simple fact that they wanted higher coverage and discharge up to 1.5 million for some. So mm-hmm. it depends on, I mean, different insurers has different permutations of the benefits. So some, if you go and consult doctors within your panel, then it's up to 1.5. If non-panel, perhaps it's lower. So these are some of the things that really goes into the cost of the premium because as charged, it's definitely um, more expensive in terms of premium than coverage with sublimits. 
because coverage with sublimit, you might have to pay a lot more from pockets. So these are some of the reasons why people choose to buy an IP, not just because they want to stay in a higher class ward or private hospital? Yeah, I think basically now uh, with medical advancement, more treatments are available. People think that, hey, you know, if I choose this treatment by this doctor, it, it probably enhances my survival rate. And I think that's for one, but also probably speed up my recovery process. But of course, if you select a more, I would say, private setting, you know, with a doctor in a private setting, definitely the cost is higher than the government restructure because that is highly subsidized by the government. All right, Juliet Q is Deputy Managing Director of Raffles Health Insurance. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of picking an IP. What questions can and should I ask my IP provider, Juliet? Take us behind the scenes. What can we ask? Usually, I think people will just ask at this age if I have certain condition, should I should I get a plan A or a plan B? you know, or, or something else, right? So the, the benefits tied to the different plans are important questions to ask. What right? are the benefits tied to this plan? Yeah, what okay. are the benefits? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, if I relate it to, you know, one of my friends, right? Because the family has certain conditions, medical okay. conditions. Mm-hmm. That's quite rampant in, in within the family, right? right? So let's say um, I remember a family, the mother, the auntie, the sister, um, having breast cancer. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So to her, it's okay, I'm worried because we know that the person then would have a higher chance or may have a higher chance mm. of, of, of getting it. So mm-hmm. they are worried, right? So it depends on individual. So when you have such a concern and worry, I think the questions that you ask your insurer will then be more pinpoint in, hey, you know, do you think if I'm going to have this, will my policy be able to cover? Mm. So for example, then I'll be very concerned what kind of treatment for cancer that this policy cover and if I have to go for outpatient chemotherapy or radiotherapy, for example, or immunotherapy, how much then will I be covered for? So this would be the questions if that's more to a personal level. But I think by and large, for the general public, it's really one particular question now is like, okay, I'm 30 years old, I need to pay, for example, $500, you know, I'm just showing a number, but mm-hmm. what if I'm 70? What if I'm 90? <laughs> How <laughs> much know? am I paying at, then? At point, yeah. <laughs> so, so because after yeah. the retirement age, you know, I'm no longer working, whether right. my is enough to cover, I, I need all sorts of such questions will have to be asked because this is a lifelong protection mm. for, for the hospital bill. And it's not just the juncture where we look at what we have. So we kind of got to imagine what's going to happen in the longer run. I have a lot of friends who are very picky when it comes to their specialists and they've had a relationship with their specialists over the years and they would like to continue that relationship. So I'm curious, Juliet, can I ask to see the range of specialists that an IP plan will give me access to before I sign up? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Because, I mean, I, I think most insurers would already have a panel of doctors or specialists, right? And, and these are usually uploaded in their websites. So if, if you ask or even if they're not sure for RHI, they can ask the RHA to show them the whole list of doctors to see whether uh, the doctors that they are um, seeing it's in our panel. So I, I think this is not uh, difficult to access to such information. 
Fantastic. Mm. Before we let you go, we're going to ask you two questions. Number one, Julia, do you think everyone should get an IP? <laughs> I've got an IP. It's a leading question, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, so, so like I said, it really depends. Uh, I need to discuss uh, various factors on how we should consider, why we should consider after ISP. So if they have ticked the boxes with some of you know the answers that we have gone through in the past 10 minutes, then it's probably easier for them to make a decision. But then, importantly, still go back to your choice, your preference, plus affordability and sustainability. Yeah. I think that is very important. Because this is consider. lifelong coverage, as you mentioned. Exactly. Yeah, well exactly. said. And can you remind us again of that useful checklist of key questions that we must think about when we are choosing an IP? Okay. So, your own preference, which do you prefer when you are ill? private setting or a public setting, which is in government restructured hospital? Do you want more comfort? Do you want shorter wait time? You know, because statistically, uh, the private setting has a shorter wait time in that sense. The kind of coverage, right, that you want. So, for example, if you don't want to be affected by a sub-limit, you want to go for head charge, you don't care how much per item cost, you can go for ISP. So the coverage is important. Premium again. So what kind of premium am I going to pay? Whether my Medisafe is enough um, after deducting all my costs, you know, that there's another part of financial planning. Uh, whether, you know, even out of pocket to pay for that kind of premium. And not forgetting because sometimes somebody pays for the entire family. Right. Right. So because we have been focusing on paying for self, but there will also be the breadwinner, whether it's the dad or the mom, it's the only person working but paying for the entire family. I think all this has to be factored into consideration. And that person's Medisave is being depleted. So if you're a millennial listening in and you're thinking, should I buy an IP for myself if I've been covered by my parents, you might want to think about taking the strain off your parents because they're draining their Medisave if they continue to pay for you, your premiums, right, with their Medisave. And what struck me as well, Juliet, from what you said is you can always ask your insurance provider, will this particular policy cover me in this instance because I have a family history of a particular disease? So don't be afraid to ask those great questions and look at that table because you know any insurance provider will give you that list of premiums across the years and look at that premium you'll pay at pay at age 70 and ask yourself can i afford this do i think i will be able to thank you for taking us so far in the future and uh, giving us a great overview to our questions for you this morning julia it's been a pleasure having you with us Thank you, thank you, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me as well. Until next time, Juliet Q is Deputy Managing Director of Raffles Health Insurance. This has been Your Health, Your Wealth, Understanding Your Integrated Shield Plan Options. Your Health, Your Wealth, Understanding Your Integrated Shield Plan Options was brought to you by Raffles Health Insurance. Raffles Health Insurance, your specialist health insurer. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.